All right, Joe, we've been working on this intro for a while. What do you got for me? Okay, check this out. I think you're going to like it. Okay, I can hear a cat, a trumpet, and an elk bugle. Yeah, you got it. Oh, that is like the definition of cacophony. Yeah, it's a little different, but so are we, you know? Ah, uh, yeah, like, because typically, like, we're, we're going to talk to people or just ourselves about things that matter and things that don't. Yep, and from those people, we're going to learn life lessons, we're going to contemplate the universe together, and we're going to hit record every time we do. Okay, so if we're gonna if we're gonna call this our intro, I think the only thing we need to add is maybe just like a little bit of bass. Could you add that, Joe? <laughs> Could I add that, <laughs> sir? I am your Huckleberry. Yeah, I think that's perfect. <laughs> it. You episode can, 32 you can, you can say it <laughs> episode 32 that's it, it i mean it gets harder every time to sit there for what is it a minute and eight seconds or something it is the longest minute and eight seconds of I, my life i think I, I think about all the hard work and care that went into it. It, it i mean it was it was but as you've pointed out before like i think we were just kind of done right yeah. we're like yeah this one will work for now so um welcome to the show that has the best um, asterisk <laughs> intro ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we are we have a guest today, and we'll introduce the guest in just a second. But we're coming from the Vault Studios yet again. Beautiful vault. And if you guys don't remember, oh. yeah, they put up they put up the carpet. You didn't even notice. No, I just reacted. You're just now reacting, reacting to the astro turf on the walls for soundproofing soundproofing and they did the thing with the artistic um looking soundproofing over here that yeah. was i don't want to think that was my idea but i mentioned something last time yeah yeah <laughs> you, you cool. did um Is it i told them that they needed here? to turn one of these into like a putting green you know even though you can't putt on it but like have like a flag sticking out in a hole you know i thought that'd be cool uh oh yeah just for decoration right but but the Vault Studios, if you aren't remembering, is from Mrs. Montana, Miss Catherine Mertz, is letting us use this place while she's getting it all ready for customers, for for creatives to come in mm -hmm. and use this space, uh, you know, photography, recording, video, whatever you may be doing that is creative painting, artwork, crafting, quilting. I don't know. Like, there's just space here to do all of that. It's like that same place that every creative person you know has said they wanted to start. Right, you know? right. Like, I think, yeah, I think she every creative yeah. person has been like, hey, I want to do something like this. Well, yeah. she's actually doing it. She did it. If you want to come take a tour, you can just get a hold of her on Instagram. She's coming back from Vegas today. She was down there kind of checking things out for the Mrs. America stuff and get a dress and things like that. And she'll be back uh, this week, so you can reach out to her if you want to take a tour. But she's going to start taking appointments uh, October 18th. So I don't know when this airs, but uh, like really close to when this is going to air, just a couple days from now. Okay. Find her on social media at the Vault Studios MT. Tell her that Joe and Brian sent you. Oh, yeah. Please you know, do that. Let her know. Yeah, because then maybe she'll, I don't know, like, She'll buy feel, us a beer or something. She'll, or she'll at least feel good about like being so gracious with yeah. her, her space yeah. here, like just letting us. Yeah, because Mr. Montana, because Mrs. Montana is out, Mr. Montana let us in today. Oh, cool. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. 
Yeah. If you listen, thanks, Jim. You're cool, man. All right, Joe, who do we have with us? We have a very special guest. Okay. Of um, lo- some local celebrity, I would even say. I mean, <laughs> you can be humble if you want to, but oh, that's what uh, I'm going to say. We have Mr. Tim McGonagall. He is a local anchor at the KRTV and KXLH, Great Falls, Helena. That's right. Check me out. And also, I noticed, and why part of the reason I reached out to you, my friend, is um, you've got a new podcast. Uh, yeah, I do have a new podcast. Although it's not new, I guess it's been since uh, March. Um, relatively new. Relatively I guess that's new, relatively but, new, yeah. yeah. But and, cool. and so uh, you, you put out podcasts every couple weeks, right? I do. Uh, there's kind of a lull right now because one of the guests that I thought was going to be on didn't uh, we couldn't get her booked so yeah, yeah. I kind of had to so I'm there's going to be a, a bigger gap I guess you could say between between guests but that's yeah. okay because the current guest the current most recent episode uh-huh. Thomas Nibo is a he's a great guy and uh, I would highly recommend listening to that one over and over and over oh yeah <laughs> and that's at that's at McGonagall's Chronicles McGonagall's Chronicles there you go <laughs> and you can check it out wherever wherever you podcast from wherever you're listening to right now yeah you can just you can just search it up or you can check the show notes and just click the link and we'll have a link in there right. uh, for the podcast and what's the idea of the podcast so it's called mcgonagall's chronicles making montana connections and uh my idea was just to uh it kind of started during when the whole pandemic started and we were looking for news ideas, story ideas, and my thought was with Zoom um, becoming so popular, I could do Zoom interviews and then take those interviews and turn them into a, a podcast as well. So um, so I started thinking about it, and some of the people that I've interviewed, met, known, uh, wanted to you know, interview uh, people with a connection to Montana somehow. And some of them weren't born in Montana, but they now live here, or some of them were born in Montana, and now they've gone on to, you know, other places. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just with interesting stories that have done interesting things. And there's, I mean, there's been some really interesting people on the podcast. Like, the very first one uh, who helped launch the podcast, and that's my stupid joke, uh, her name is Dava Newman, and uh, she is a... Uh, a rocket scientist from uh, for <laughs> MIT, and right. she worked with NASA, and she's developed this uh, revolutionary bio astronaut suit, and she's she's kind of a big deal. Cool. So, yeah, um, that was that was fun. So, yeah, and she's from Helena originally, maybe a little bit younger than myself. Um, I didn't know her growing up because that's where I'm originally from. Uh-huh. But uh, she's got a great story. So. Uh, I'm gonna have to give that one a listen. Yeah, especially since there's uh, somewhat of a, a dad joke involved in it being the launching <laughs> one and rocket hey. scientists. Like yeah. that does intrigue me. Anything it's, with a dad joke, you're gonna get my attention. It's right. Well, my my, uh, my my Jeff Ament episode has kind of a dad joke that my daughter gave to me. Jeff Ament, Pearl Jam. Yeah, bass player. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Ament, the Pearl Jam bass player yeah. from Big Sandy, Montana. But when that when I I put a picture of Jeff and me from our Zoom interview on, and uh, uh, my daughter made a comment, and so then I made a dad joke, and it was uh, I was talking with someone about who the best rock and roll band is ever, and 
I said Pearl Jam, and he said, I couldn't have said it Eddie Vedder myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's top. I love that, those. That one, is a, that one is tops. I will be stealing that. It's going to be really hard, yeah. and I'm going to have to oh, you have, can to have work it in somebody somehow. softball it in for me. Mm -hmm. Joe, we'll, work that, into a, we'll that. work that into another episode. Cool. I used to live in Seattle area for a while, so I'm sure I can. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. I think I think what we need to do though before we we go any deeper is we need to uh, do our normal mm -hmm. um, ten ten fun speed round not speed round questions. <laughs> ten regular old questions. I can you get the Jeopardy music queued up, Jeff. I do. <laughs> he, yeah, he he does this all live, and so he's he's got some music for it, and we'll we're gonna go back and forth asking you questions. There's no. There's no real rules. Okay. No rules. Yeah, there's no real rules. People always want to like try to get around the questions, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, what if you did this? And it's like, well, just, you know, okay. Meh, fine. Yeah, you can do it. No rules. <laughs> yeah, there's no rules. There's right. no rules. Are you ready, Joe? Oh, yes, I'm ready. You got it queued up? We are ready. All right. Cue it up. Hey, welcome to the thing, formerly known as the speed round. No longer the speed round, we're just gonna ask you fun little questions. About ten of them. You can answer you can take as much time as you want to answer these questions. We're just gonna sit around and get to know each other. Afterwards, we're gonna be feeling fine, so relaxed, we're just gonna like tell each other our deepest, darkest secrets. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And we haven't had anybody tell us their deepest, darkest, I don't think. Not yet. I thought I'd put that out there. Though. Yeah. All right. Well, you never know. Tim, Tim, you might be the first. You might be the first. Okay. First question is, you are inside, but you have to go outside. You have to you know, go get the garbage or check the mail or something like that. Okay. Are you the barefoot? Are you a flip-flop? Or are you the squish the heel down on the shoe kind of guy? Uh, I, I would say I'm usually the barefoot. Uh, because this happens at my house from time to time. If I have to take the garbage out, if I forget on Friday morning and I hear the garbage truck coming up. Oh, you got to run. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I don't have time to put on my shoes, but I don't mind. I mean, as long as it's not snowing out or uh, there's not, uh, you know, a bunch of, but usually I, I'll usually go out barefoot. Even, even in the snow, <laughs> you know, if it's not like negative 30, depending on, I guess it depends on how close that garbage truck is. To the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would actually no, say but I, I do like going out in the backyard too. Uh, after yeah. it's been mowed after the dog, yeah, stuff has been cleaned up. Landmines. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 The landmines are out yeah, of there. I like going out there. I, I don't know. I like the feel of the ground on my feet. Yeah, I, I would say when we made up this question, in my head, I thought that would be the least common answer. Really? And it's become the most common answer, I think, is, is barefoot. And so I'm, I'm proud of a lot of these Montanans that are picking barefoot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. that's a Montana answer, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling very genuinely Montanan today. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a bear shirt on. That's right. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the bare feet. <laughs> are they different types of bears? I think they it's just they the all look bear. like black bears. I think it's just one bear. Yeah, I had to do a bear identification in order to get a, a tag, a hunting tag for bear. Really? Yeah, like, the, I'll, I'll give it to you, but what bear is this? And they hold up a little card or something? Well, it was, it was all over the internet, but oh. bear, I mean, essentially, yes. Okay. Yeah, they, they show you that you, you go through like this quick little thing online that tells you the difference. The only two bears we have in Montana are grizzlies and black bears. 
But you need to be able to tell the difference because grizzlies right. can be brown okay. phase. Right. And, oh. Or black phase, I'm sorry. And then brown uh, black bears can be brown phase. So they can be the same color and either can be the other. But there's very you can't distinct. Shoot grizzlies. You can't shoot grizzlies. Grizzlies uh-huh. you can't shoot. Mm-hmm. And so when you get a tag, it's black bear only. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard, actually, grizzly doesn't taste as good as black bear. So that, Never that's tasted. okay. Yeah, I've, neither <laughs> have I. I've tasted black bear, though. Oh. And uh, grizzlies have a hump. And so that's why I'm, th- I'm thinking these are black bears, because there's no hump right uh, here yeah. above their shoulder. Right. Yeah. And then their ears are kind of pointed. And uh, I could be wrong on that one. But they look a little pointed, and I think the grizzlies are more rounded. So that looks like a black bear to me. Wearing a black bear shirt, people. <laughs> yep, there you go. Now, you, now when people ask, that's kind of a brown know. shirt. So that's kind of yeah, right. It's like a burnt orange or something. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing here. It's a nice shirt. Thank I like you. it. We actually almost like kind of like we're kind of doing the the fall colors today. You and I, we, we coordinate. It. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, Qu- wait, I had I had one venting thing. Okay. Um, my garbage also comes on Friday. Uh huh. We almost always forget, almost always. And there's six of us in the house, right? right. Like somebody should remember this week, we brought it out Thursday night. And and like, not only did we bring it out Thursday night, my wife and I high-fived about it, like, <laughs> yes. like excited. We did it. Garbage didn't come. Oh, no. And so it's just now flapping out in the wind right now. And it's know, a windy just day. Out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. Oh, anyway. All right. I just had to get that off my chest. Now everybody knows. <laughs> Okay. All right, John. Question two. Question two. There is a private jet waiting outside for you, my friend. You may take it any place in the world to have the dinner of your choice. Okay. So where do you go, and what is that meal? Oh, man. Uh, I guess I would go... Do I get to take someone with me? Sure. Okay. I'll take my wife to Italy. Uh, She would love to go there. And to eat, Mm -hmm. I guess we'll have... Great Italian pasta. I, yeah. I, <laughs> You're like, get, bring me the best pasta you have, yeah, chef. Yeah, there you go. I mean, there you go. <laughs> whatever Italy is is known for. And probably a bottle of red wine, too. Maybe a couple mm. bottles. Okay, <laughs> good answer. <laughs> Just a great Italian meal, yeah. I guess. I, I, I mean, I know lasagna and I know spaghetti and yeah. uh, ravioli a little bit. And yeah, you just like, you want to go there. You want to be like, hey, where's the best chef? And then you go to that place and you're like, hey, what's the best thing that you yeah. do? I want that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's for, what I do too. Looking for Mr. Boyardee. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, he actually exists. <laughs> uh, whenever, whenever Joe makes me pasta, it's happened twice. Oh. Uh, he has me bring red wine as well, so okay. that, that's a good choice. Yeah. To that's a good pairing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, w- I won't do it without red wine. And I've, yeah. uh, we've never been to Italy. We've been to Ireland, uh, mm-hmm. but, but Italy is next on our bucket list. There you go. I went to Ireland. To yeah, and uh, I was looking forward to the Irish food because oh, I like an Irish stew. Yeah, I like brown bread or soda bread. You know, mm-hmm. I love that stuff. And um, it was terrible. Just everywhere. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> Just everywhere I went, I was like, this, I could do better than this. Um, I- Ireland as a country. Um, do better. Do better. <laughs> Just in the cooking we stuff. Have a, we have a listener in Ireland. Hey, Ireland guy, <laughs> tell your friends to do better. Because you, right. know, you know how the best, Go make some calls. <laughs> the best restaurants are downtown, and they're all like African and Korean, and they're not Irish. Okay? <laughs> that's, there's, that's a clue. Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, question three. All right. Uh, we don't know why, but uh, you have to watch 
an animated something. <laughs> you've lost. Show. A, you've okay. lost a bet, maybe. Yeah, you've like lost a bet. <laughs> you have to do and, this, and they're gonna uh, kidnap your pets or something if if you don't watch it. And mm-hmm. so you either have to watch like a, a children's animated show, like uh, Disney or Pixar or something like okay. that, right? Or uh, anime, or like Adult Swim, uh, like Family Guy, uh, oh, The Simpsons, Archer, or something like that. Out of those three, which are you choosing? Well, that's actually a tough one between one and three, I guess. I would probably go one, you know, like the Toy Story. Mm. Uh, yeah, Toy Story, Lion King, stuff like that. Mm. So, Although I so. really do, I, I do love Family Guy and Bob's Burgers and The Simpsons and stuff like that. Right, but, right. Know. But I think when it comes right down to it, I'll stick with the good old. Yeah, yeah. Gun, gun to your head, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna pick the Disney. That's All right. right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that that's the ones you were naming were kind of like the '90s, mm-hmm. like the peak yeah. of of those cartoons. Yeah. When my right. daughter was young, I, we watched The Lion. I I used to be able to like recite it word for word. Oh. That's it was it was it was the mm-hmm. the VHS tape that we had yes. to watch. Over and over and over again. Yep. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toy Story became pretty popular too. Savinia. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I always would try to do that, vocalize with him. Yeah. I'm like, what is he saying? Yeah. Simba. Remember and that, and that, who you are. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's Elton John too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Elton it's John. A great like they, soundtrack. An amazing oh, soundtrack. Yeah. Like the best. That's what I like about Disney movies, you yeah. know, the soundtracks. Elton John did that one. Randy Newman's like one of my favorite from There's Toy a lot Story. Of Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Phil yep. Collins did Tarzan. Yep. Man, they just have all the quality. They know how to do it. That's right. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's why. Okay. <laughs> um, next question. You are now stranded on a desert island. Okay. What three things do you do you have to have with you to keep your sanity? <laughs> And and food and water is ca- taken care of. Okay. And yes. you also can't have things to escape the island. Yeah. Although <laughs> so hilarious. All those rules have been asked about, so we're just getting those out of the way. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Let's helicopter. See. Yeah. <laughs> I would take a helicopter, a plane, and a boat, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there Wi-Fi on the island? Mm. Uh, <laughs> sure. I've had someone ask about a phone, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. For music? I, I, I yeah. guess. Uh, Download uh, some music. Uh, yeah, like a uh, smartphone. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's Wi-Fi, um, I'd I'd like some good books. Um, mm-hmm. Although maybe I could get those on like Audible Kindle. or uh-huh. Kindle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, books. Um, you said food. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Boy, that's two things. Um, Oh, uh, I would want something to uh, to write with, um, pen and, mm. pen and paper, so mm. I could mm. record it all. Oh yeah. Which again, I could probably do on the smartphone, but I mean, let's go old school and yeah, write it yeah. down. Write it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could probably, I could maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I could find a a wall or a tablet or something and uh, etch it like Moses did. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Find Tim. He's got all these tablets. <laughs> like, whoa, you're taking this seriously. Yeah. But no, I, I, th- I think something to record uh, in writing the experience. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, like, I like it. Um, do you have, that you're willing to share, do you have any phobias? Ooh. Uh, well, I guess one that uh, my family makes fun of me 
uh, is I, I probably suffer from arachnophobia, mm. but I swear that it's only indoors. Uh, mm-hmm. If I see a spider outside, maybe it's because I know I can run away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fine. Um, plus, I'm outside, and I think that's that's where spiders do the most good. They eat other bugs and stuff like that. But in indoors, I I hate it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm one of those guys that would contemplate burning down the house to kill the spider. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a phobia. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Phobias don't have to make sense at all. Right. That's so, completely um, reasonable spiders. in phobia land. And I would I would say I'm, I'm very similar. I don't like them inside. Um, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's a phobia. I don't like spiders, but um, I was uh, I was hunting the other day antelope and it's uh, archery. So I'm, you have to get pretty close and that's hard to do with antelope. And I'm crawling along this fence because the, the grass was taller, right, right where the fence was at. And I'm crawling along kind of like on my back, like sliding down this hill. And all of a sudden, like out of the corner of my eye, I see a bigger spider than I've ever seen in Montana, right? <laughs> like, like just like, yeah, like the size of maybe like a golf ball, like, mm-hmm. like, like a big spider. Mm-hmm. And I used to see these down south, like in Georgia in the, in the military or before when I lived there. I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a, that's a big spider, right? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of by myself and I'm hunting. I'm like, I can actually probably shoot this with my bow right now. <laughs> yeah. That's how big it is. And then I look down the fence line and the whole family's there. Oh, There's like 10 of them. And I'm like, I got to go down this fence and I can see 10. Yeah. How many are like hiding in the grass? Mm-hmm. And so normally I'm okay with them outside. In that moment, I... I was just like, I don't think I need this antelope that bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you spiders can have it. <laughs> you can have the antelope. Um, so anyway. Speaking yeah. of golf balls, this summer we were golfing in Fort Benton. And mm-hmm. it was uh, uh, one of the golfing holes or fairways near water. And my ball landed and I went and I found it. And I looked down and there was, I think, the biggest spider I've ever seen in Montana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably much like you. And this thing was huge. And it, it was like right next to my ball. And I'm like, I... Should I just leave the ball there? <laughs> Do we get a drop? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I, I kind of positioned myself real awkwardly, kind of like the Charles Barkley swing, and I just hit the ball <laughs> to get it away from the spider. And, uh, and I had to take a picture of the spider and share it with my family. And stuff. oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I'm, I'm gonna try to remember to show you the picture, and we can we can compare, we can compare spiders. spiders. Okay. Compare spiders. I'm more I'm on the fence about spiders. Like I'll. If I see a spider in the house, I'll check it and go, are you one of the dangerous ones? Because <laughs> I, I am trying to imagine that they're like eating mosquitoes yeah. and stuff like that. And I just hate mosquitoes. So my yeah. hatred of mosquitoes is greater than my I'm afraid of spiders feeling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. You have a problem with mosquitoes in your house? No. Oh, I, okay. I mean, well, well yes. <laughs> in the house? If, if there's one in the house, yes, there's a problem. Because yeah. now I have to drop everything and hunt it. <laughs> like, where where did it go? <laughs> what, uh, I went, I went uh, to Africa a couple years ago, and it was amazing the amount of bugs and, and like, the, the mosquitoes can keep you awake. Like, they... And even though you had, like, the mosquito net, like, just over the, your bed... Just the sound? The sound... Oh was was yeah, like one overwhelming yeah and, and loud. yeah and just one mosquito can be loud and there was like 50 of them it, it was actually kind of hard to sleep and i'm deaf like whoa <laughs> yeah i'm not actually deaf I'm, I'm very hard of hearing you can't uh, hear the high stuff though and you could hear the mosquitoes and i could hear the mosquitoes yeah <laughs> that's scary. okay next question 
You can have a whimsical pet of your choice. <laughs> so if you want us to teach a bear to juggle and you can walk around with it downtown, totally fine. We'll just uh, we'll just draw the line at like mythical, so no unicorns. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so what what jackalopes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what pet would you have and why? You know, I I think I would I think it'd be cool to have a bear. Like uh, okay. Ever since yeah. I was a kid and I saw that uh, TV show Grizzly Adams and he had. The, the bear, um, yeah, and I think the bear was named Ben. Um, so I think I've seen this show. Yeah, yeah, that Dan, was a Dan Hagerty played oh. Grizzly Adams, big old beard, and just lived up in the mountains, and you know, had a pet bear, had a pet bear. That <sighs> he was the nicest thing, and could he ride the bear? I don't think he rode the bear. Uh, <laughs> now all I got to do is teach the bear to eat spiders, and you got yourself <laughs> there. You go, perfect pet, exactly, yeah. honey. <laughs> ben. <laughs> this is my new berry spider. He makes me feel safe. <laughs> All right, Tim. Um, when, when I was a kid, I remember listening to uh, specific music in vehicles with uh, whoever was riding, you know, driving me around. Either my mm -hmm. grandpa was, was classic oldies rock, and my mom was like 90s country. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of music do you remember as a kid, like listening to? And then how did that affect your music choice now? Uh, so as a kid, uh, my dad, we, we always had eight tracks in the car. And um, there was one I remember. Uh, it was the Oak Ridge Boys. The Statler Brothers, I'm sorry. It was the Statler Brothers. So mm -hmm. um, I don't think that really um, made me like country music. I think that was more later in life when I worked at a country radio station. But we also had one that was a band called Pablo Cruz. I don't know if you remember them. Mm -mm. Have you ever heard of them? Mm -mm. They were kind of a rock and roll band, I think, from California. Um, I'm trying to think of their big songs, Worlds Away, but I think that was one. Uh, anyway, uh, I think the rock and roll... Uh, because my sister and her friends would get their hands on like April wine or something like that. And mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. could listen to that too when we got to drive the car. So um, <laughs> I guess uh, a lot of the rock and roll music that I grew up listening to in the seventies and stuff like that, some classic, classic rock. Um, I still listen to it today. Uh, Almond brothers um, are the best. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. By the way, they are the best. <laughs> they are. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand how they have two drummers because it doesn't make sense to me, but it sounds great. So it yeah. doesn't matter. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, I've always loved like rock and roll. But then, like I said, I worked in radio and I worked in country radio and I, I, I just really like all kinds of music. Now. Okay. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like if, if, if it was the same question as the animated things, you'd be like, all right, we're listening to the Almond Brothers. Yeah. That's um, a good choice. Yeah. But <laughs> you just kind of like, whatever I'm in the mood for, that's what we're going to, we're going to play. We also had Eagles Greatest Hits. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. Next question, Joe. We're at, uh, we're at question eight. This is question eight. Oh my gosh. Gosh, this is just. We're flying right through these. Zipping. Yeah. We'll have to like change the name back to the speed round. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't think it's speed round. Yeah. Lightning round. <laughs> yeah. Lightning round. Okay. Um, how did you eat growing up? Like what types of foods were you eating as a kid? And then did how did that kind of affect how you eat today? Are you kind of the same or did you <laughs> veer towards another path? I uh, probably veered towards another path because my parents tried to uh, like get healthy stuff for us. Um, okay. It certainly wasn't like sugary foods. Um, 
yeah, I always envied my best friend because he had Lucky Charms and we had like whatever, uh, All Bran or something like that, or cereal. <laughs> yeah. So a new brand was going to be in the name. <laughs> All Bran. Yeah. It has brand yeah. in the name. If we got Raisin Bran. That, that was a, a, a big treat. So yeah, because there's a little sugar on those raisins. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we didn't have like a lot of sweets and stuff. But then when I became a little more independent and started making some of my own money, I would go buy candy and sweets and stuff like that. Mm. Then, un- mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of, you know, there was an episode of Seinfeld, or I don't know if it's an episode of Seinfeld, where he, he talks about he can eat he can eat cereal now at uh, 2 in the morning with, you know, I don't know if it's Lucky Charms or something oh, yeah. like that. And he's just talking about, I can eat it because I... Because I want to. So <coughs> you're an adult, and yeah. you can, yeah. you can you make can those what, choices. Whatever you want, want. whenever yeah. you want. That's yeah, right. so. I think that was part of his stand-up. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I just do this whatever I want, and that is that's true. You can have yeah. Lucky Charms at two a.m., which can be dangerous. Want. Which yeah, can be right. can be dangerous. And they're dangerous but. at six a.m. Right? <laughs> regular true. breakfast. Or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, that's easy. I wanted to be a major league baseball player. Mm. So you, <laughs> cool. did you watch a lot of baseball? Oh man, when when I was young, because um, back then they didn't have ESPN or Fox or all these you know ten different channels with a different game on. Yeah, I I was a huge St. Louis Cardinal fan mm-hmm. uh, growing up, and uh, I remember when I was a kid, the first real memory of watching a Major League Baseball game was during an All Star game, and it was. Uh, guy coming up to bat and his name was Tim McCarver and I'm like hey that guy's named Tim and he had the uniform with the Cardinals on I thought that's a cool uniform those birds you know that that looks awesome and so I just followed them and I, I, I was the type that uh, talk about going out in your bare feet I would sometimes when I was like seven or eight years old run out in my underwear to grab the paper off the porch so I could look at the box score the the next day because um, we had to wait till the next day. We didn't have internet. We couldn't like right, follow the game right, and stuff. Right. My wife can't understand my infatuation with baseball, especially Cardinal baseball. She, she, uh, she hates it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not like like a huge baseball fan, um, but I did. Uh, I, for a little while, I grew up uh, down in uh, South Carolina, which made us really close to Atlanta. Okay, and so my dad would take us to Braves games, and I've probably been to six or seven Atlanta Braves games. And this is back when it, the Braves were like, you know, like early '90s. Okay, they, they were doing really Tom well. Lavin, Greg Maddox, right, those guys, right. <laughs> and uh, and man, I I never wanted to watch it on TV, but anytime we had a chance to go to the games, I wanted to be there mm-hmm. every time. The, the being there, the games were just. So exciting in the energy and mm-hmm. yeah. I lived blast. in uh, Missouri, Northeast Missouri for a few years working there. And so we, we were, uh, I don't know, 150 miles away from St. Louis, maybe a little more than that, but we went to a few Cardinal games and yeah, it's, it's amazing. It, so. it is. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, last question, Joe, question 10. You've had a tough week at work <laughs> and you've, You've interviewed all the interviewees, though. Okay. You, you were successful. You you potted all of the casts. <laughs> you did it, man. So finally, you get some time to yourself or time with your wife. Right. And you sit down and you have the thing that you tell yourself, you know what? I earned this. So what is that guilty pleasure that you have after a job well done? Oh, boy. Um, 
Probably a cold beer. <laughs> what kind of beer are we talking? Oh, you just stole the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I know. I oh, just... man. So, uh, <laughs> mm, boy. Um, I, I, I really like the microbrews, I guess. Um, cold smoke. I like that. Ooh, cold smoke. Eh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, nice. bottle beers, I guess. I don't know. Coors Light. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So. You're a regular beer drinker then. You'll have yourself a micro every now and again. I don't have look Coors. Like I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Have a little beer. Yeah. Celebrate a job well done. Sounds good. Yeah. Nothing Nothing else with that? You're not going to... Uh, I mean, does that make you feel guilty? Maybe like a cold bug. <laughs> maybe like a... Yeah. <laughs> but is that, is, that, is that just enough? Just on the backyard, you know? Yeah, there you go. Like in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. No shoes on in fresh, the fresh cut grass. Fresh Somebody's cut grass. already cleaned up the landmines from the dogs. <laughs> That's right. No spiders. All yeah. right. All right. My pet bear with me. <laughs> pet bears clean up all the spiders. <laughs> I I earned this. I've earned this beer. Come Mis- here, Ben. Mr. Bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Do we want do we have track. a do we have a song to conclude the Oh no. We're just going to That's really good answers. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Good. The Excellent. Whole, that little crowd of people also enjoyed that. For <laughs> <laughs> live studio audience. Right. We're actually going to try doing that with the podcast. We're going to try oh, to. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We're going to see how that works. I mean, people have done it with the radio before, and mm-hmm. this is essentially the internet yeah. radio. Make sure so. they silence their cell phones before you do that. Yourself. <laughs> yeah, we were thinking I'm gonna, so we're going to bring this stuff, and then I'm going to bring one of my little towers that I use for music. And so okay. we're just going to like, so people can sit near us and listen into the live taping. Yeah. It's an idea. Yeah, we'll see I how think people will get a kick out of that. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll do it. Maybe okay. you can let them ask the 10 questions. That's right. Of, of us, you know, yeah. if they want. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been trying to think of fun games we could play with them. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll we'll get something. It'll be nerve wracking at first, people looking at us. But we do it sometimes in little places. Where we don't have people listen to us, but we're like sitting at like Dante's, for instance, yeah. and we'll sit at a table and people are looking at us. Yeah, like, we pull out all the equipment. <laughs> and, yeah, and so we've kind of broken it in. Like yeah. I, I feel like we'll be okay. I feel less weird about it. Yeah, or less uh, on display. Like it's more natural. Yeah, if you can be natural talking into a huge mic with headphones on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you still have the the president's mic. Yeah, yeah. Yours is yours is different <laughs> than Tim and I's. Yeah, we've got ones that look like normal podcast mics. Yeah, I got one that looks like a, I stole it from the president's podium. Yeah, yeah. And I also don't like your stand. Air Force One called. They want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stand sucks. I like that. Air Force One called. They want their mic back. Dang it. <laughs> I thought it was a souvenir that I could just take. You don't like this thing? Come on, man. This no, I like that thing. thing. That's good to keep it from like making noise, you know, yeah. from moving. But it doesn't like lock in. Oh, yeah. It like, it's all mm. wiggly. Maybe I just got to screw this thing. And it I just, think you're taking it off. Oh, yeah. It feels like it's just going <laughs> to drop it right Yeah, it's going <laughs> to fall like right into your lap. Anyways, okay, okay, Tim. While he's playing with that, okay, um, you've you've mentioned working on a radio station, mm-hmm. and so so what's that? Tell me about that. That's uh, where I got my start. Was in radio, and I was kind of a growing up in Helena, Montana. Didn't know where what I was going to do. Uh, well, I mean, I, I guess I thought maybe I knew what I was going to do. Um, I thought about going to college. Maybe at Gonzaga, I got accepted there. But then I decided I was going to stay home, go to Carroll College. 
and uh, B, that's where my dad went, a lot mm-hmm. of my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandfather designed a lot of the buildings there. Um, so anyway. Carroll College is like big college in Helena. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. He, he was a, uh, like a well-known architect. Vincent Walsh was his name, and he designed a lot of the buildings up in the Capitol Complex. But anyway, my dad was an engineer for the uh, uh, Bell System, Mountain Bell. Um, and I thought, I want to be an engineer too. And so I went to Carroll, and I took this engineering calculus class, and it was like, whoa. Um, <laughs> I had no calculus knowledge, and it was like getting smacked in the face the moment you walked in yeah. the door. And like two days later, I'm like, well, I think I'll just go back to regular calculus, and maybe I'll rethink this whole engineering thing. And anyway, I went to Carroll for a year. Then I moved to Boise, Idaho, where I made pizzas for a year for the Domino's pizza place down there. I was an assistant manager. But then I decided I wanted to go back to school because I couldn't see myself making pizza for the rest of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. Although I did eat a lot of pizza. Um, (laughs) But uh, I went to MSU Billings, which at the time was called Eastern Montana College. And um, again, I really wasn't sure. I thought about being an art major uh, because I have some artists in my family. But... um, saw the other students and I'm like, whoa, I'm not even close to their league. So, so then I eventually I settled on communication, uh, studies, I guess. And, uh, there was an internship at KBLG radio and I went and I applied for it and I got it and I just went there every day and hung around. I went to news conferences and got sound bites. Uh, it was a news internship and, um, by hanging around and just, you know, talking to the people there, they eventually offered me a, a board operator position, like on Saturday nights, where I'd get on like once an hour and read the weather, um, and I'd take readings on the uh, transmitter and stuff like that. And um, I, I liked it, and they eventually gave me more hours and more duties. I started doing some production work for them, um, and then when I graduated, they gave me a full time board operator job. So instead of just doing six hours a week, I was doing 40 hours a week. Um, and then, uh, they opened up a classic rock station, KRKX in the same building. And I got to be a weekend DJ there. And that's where I learned even more about rock and roll and stuff like that. And I really liked that, but the pay wasn't that great. Mm. Uh, It never really is in radio. Mm -hmm. At least it never has been for me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I, uh, I decided to start, you know, looking for something else somewhere else. And we, of all places, moved to Hobbs, New Mexico, which is in the southeast corner of New Mexico, about five miles from Texas. And I got to do play-by-play for sports. I did news. I had a morning board shift. Um, I did everything. And it was, hmm. it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but it was the funnest thing as far as work. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. just it was just a blast, and the money was again terrible. Yeah, but <laughs> how yeah. how long were you in Hobbs? Uh, three, three years, I think. How how big of a town was that? Uh, it was about forty thousand people. Oh, it right. was a big oil town until uh, oh, they had their oil bust, I guess. And um, at the time when I lived there, they had their big claim to fame was the basketball coach at the high school was a fellow by the name of Ralph Tasker. And he at the time was the winningest high school coach in history. He's since over been been overtaken. Um, and I got to call the game where he set the record 
to become the winningest coach in history. So that was fun. And yeah. he was just like this little 80-year-old guy, but he was kind of like a John Wooden, you know, he had all these great sayings and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then I moved back to Montana. We moved to Bozeman where I worked at the Moose radio station. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, I, 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 was, I was going to mention that I did an internship in high school at a radio station. Oh, really? That was it. Is it the Moose? Yeah. The Moose? Hey. It was the Moose. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my internship got canceled short because we were running late one day and we got uh, T-boned. Oh, no. And so my buddy and I were actually out of commission for, we, both of us had the internship and we didn't, it's not like a typical internship because we were just in high school, but we were just learning and we'd sit while they were DJing and mm -hmm. um, it's around the time they started canning everything. Okay. And so um, there wasn't as many DJs as there right. was back in the day. And so we're kind of learning about, you know, canned and what that means mm -hmm. and tons of radio stations were in that building at the time. And okay. so, um yeah. So anyway, yeah. Continue so, yeah, on. I was, so you I was the there at the Moose at uh, from ninety. Uh, let's see, ninety three and ninety four, um, and I I was their news director. So I went to a lot of news conferences and some sports events up at the college, and we did high school play by play for Bozeman High. Um, by going to the college, I had met a guy named Chet Lehman, uh, who was the news director at KCTZ, which was the low-power ABC station, TV station in Bozeman. And he told me that they were going to have an opening for a sports director. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, that sounds fun. And he goes, well, you should apply for it. And I said, I have no TV experience. Mm -hmm. And he said, just come on down and and we'll, we'll put you in front of the camera and you can read and we'll see how that goes. And so I did and I got that job. So, yeah, uh, that was fun. The funnest part about that, I thought, was we got to cover the Bobcats. We did their coaches show for three years, I guess. Yeah. So oh, nice. I got to travel with the team. And this Sunday mornings, I, me and the coaches would meet up and talk about last night's game or, or whatever. And uh, yeah, met a lot of great, great people through that. And yeah. Yeah. So that was how I got into TV. And then a friend of mine who I'd worked with on the coach show moved to Helena where KTVH had been bought by this uh, multi-millionaire out of Las Vegas. And he was uh, building a new studio at Carroll College on the Carroll College campus with the idea of like getting some of the college kids involved. Um, and so uh, she asked me if I wanted to talk to the news director and we had just bought a house in Belgrade like literally two months earlier. And I'm like, well, it can't hurt to talk to him. <laughs> and my wife is like, are you sure we just bought this house? And, um, so I talked to him and eventually it turned out to be a good deal. So we sold our house in Belgrade and moved to Helena where I lived for four years, um, which was great because I had grown up there and yeah. still had a lot of friends there and stuff. Uh, I was an anchor, evening anchor and producer. Um, then the news director got reassigned, and so there was a news director opening. They made me news director, and I did that uh, from my time there. And in 2001, I think it was, end of 2001, because um, it was after 9-11, I decided to start sending out some resumes to see if I could, you know, get on somewhere else and went to Kirksville, Missouri, which is northeast Missouri. Mm. Um, trying to think what's famous in Kirksville. Um it's the birthplace of uh, osteopathy. Uh, there's an osteopathic university there. It's A.T. Still University. <laughs> okay. Still have some good friends there. Yeah. <laughs> so 
And then I worked there for uh, four years, wanted to kind of make my way back closer to Montana. Mm-hmm. And so I got a job in Minnesota, which we don't really wasn't much closer, but um, a little closer, <laughs> you know, yeah. a little more you're, you're on the right, uh, yeah. you know, the, the right parallel at that point, keeping the M theme, Montana, Minnesota, <laughs> Missouri. Yeah. Um, and I worked there for about a year in a town called Austin as a news director, a little over a year, I guess. Um, me and the general manager didn't quite see eye to eye. And so we parted ways. The thing about Austin though, it's uh Hormel, Meets is headquartered there, so they make all the spam. Mm, if you can cool. imagine sixteen thousand hogs a day getting slaughtered, how that would smell. Oh, that's Austin, Minnesota, for you. Well, but they do have a spam museum, which is kind of cool. <laughs> I do like spam. I love, I love spam. <laughs> it's good stuff. And uh, you know, people either love it or they hate it. <laughs> okay, I I love spam, and <laughs> so literally good. had. Uh, oh, this is kind of. Did you have it like today? <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> I had a good spam grilled cheese. That's the best. Oh, <laughs> so good! My wife made me two of them. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't remember the history, but I think spam helped us win the war. It like, did. It's just good. It, it, yeah, it right. stays good for fifty years. That's well, and war. it's it's really big in Hawaii mm-hmm. um, because they needed food that would last a long time right. in Hawaii because sometimes they couldn't get shipments over there, and so spam's really big. And so I have a few Hawaiian friends here in town. Yeah. And they'll like make spam sushi, sushi rolls with spam in it. And You'd be surprised fantastic. too of, of all the different flavors of spam. Yeah. There's yeah. like jalapeno flavored spam. There's, it's incredible. Cool. And the, the other weird <laughs> thing too is that we talked about um, pigs being slaughtered in the previous <laughs> episode. The, it, ha, it's not, it hasn't aired as of today as we're recording. Did we? Yeah. We were talking about how horrific the sound is oh pigs are like, that's right yeah, yeah i can yeah. only imagine like you oh, can feel the bad. sound i remember and, saying and you said 16 <laughs> i think it was sixteen thousand a day Ooh, so. that is so many pigs yeah Yowza. that's a lot wow well it makes eat, me wince eat your spam folks yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow wow austin minnesota okay so then where'd you go from there so from there uh, i came back to montana i um got a job at the university of great falls um they had an opening for a public relations person. And so um, I applied for it and got it. And we moved back to, that's how we got to Great Falls. That was 2007. And in 2008, early, late 2007, 2008, a friend of mine who I played baseball with, Legion Ball in Helena, a guy by the name of John Saunders, was a general manager there. And he asked me to be news director. And so I said, okay. And so I came over, I was news director. Um, then we started a thing with KXLH in Helena, which is the, uh, if you're familiar with the MTN stations, we're all CBS stations except for KTVH in Helena. But at the time it was all the CBS stations in uh, Montana and KXLH was the one in Helena. They had been taking KRTV's news. They decided we were gonna do a newscast for KXLH, which we would produce and put together and so, I was given the opportunity to get back on the anchor desk, which is, I kind of like that more so than Mm. the management um, Mm -hmm. part of it. And so, so I did that and I'm still doing that. And then eventually we, um, I became the anchor at, at KRTV too. And how long have you been there? Uh, I've been at KRTV for almost 14 years and been doing the anchoring since 2010, 
So this this is your longest. Yeah, this is the longest position. I've been in one place. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, um, what's it like being a, a anchor man? You know, like what's something that you wish more people understood about your job that, that not many people do? Well, it doesn't it doesn't pay. I mean, we don't have people that come and put our makeup on for us. And uh, it's, do you wear makeup though? I do. Yeah. And you put it on yourself. Yeah. All right. So. Um, Everyone's got high definition TVs, man. But, got yeah, to. you've got to. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not a super high paying job, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's there's so much more to it um, than just the thirty minutes that you're on for the newscast. I mean, because we're a small market, you know, we have to put. To, um, I'm as the anchor. I'm also the producer of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the reporter, because um, mm-hmm. I still like doing that too. I like getting out in the field and doing stories, and yeah. Um, so. I do my own editing, writing, all that stuff to put the story together mm-hmm. to eventually make it to the newscast. But also with a lot of younger reporters, we have to like go over their stuff, make sure it's, you know. Are you they know. doing their own editing as well? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You definitely got to go over that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not the thing that really – sometimes their writing is is pretty rough. Um, okay. So we kind of have to clean that up. Um, but, yeah, there's so much more to – uh, than just the, again, the 30 minutes that you're on. Um, that's, mm-hmm. that's really the easy part. Um, the 30 minutes that you're on. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be fun too. I mean, especially in a, I mean, a breaking news situation, sometimes that's a bad thing for whoever's, you know, involved in the breaking news, but you know, like say election nights or something like that, you get mm-hmm. the results first and you know, it's really kind of fluid, kind of a fly by the seat of your pants thing. And, um, some of the stories we've covered are, are that way too, you know, like, Hey, we, you know, we need to make the changes on the fly. And, um, I don't know. I kind of get a kick out of that. And the deadlines too. I mean, a lot, a lot of people like deadlines and mm-hmm. I've, I've noticed that there's people in, in TV and, and journalism that, you know, they just, they just struggle with that. But mm-hmm. I, I've always kind of, kind of enjoyed that. It's a, it's a challenge. It's a, you know, um, that I enjoy, you know, taken head on. Yeah. Right. Right. So, th- so uh, kind of a correlation, but in the military, I got, uh, uh, combat lifesaver certified. So okay. it just means that like, uh, with any kind of major injury, I can keep you alive until like better help gets there. Sure. Right. And so like <laughs> hypothermia or a broken leg, or okay. lacerations, gunshot wounds, all of these things, like, like I'm pretty, pretty familiar with how to help people. And, uh, so as you're mentioning, like, it's kind of a rush. It's kind of, uh, you kind of like having that deadline or those changes, you know, mm-hmm. cause you gotta like overcome that. It's kind of the same thing. I don't, yeah. I don't wish that there was like a car accident, but if it happens, it is an exhilarating thing yeah. for me to be like the first one on the scene. I'm like, Oh, you kind of got lucky because no, I'm not trying to say like I'm amazing, <laughs> but it's like, this lucky is where you. I shine. Like right. I can really, you know, help. And there's been a few times I've been like the first person on a scene and I, I, I get to use this skill yeah. that I don't get very often. And so you can't like, I wish there was breaking news today, you know, but when <laughs> it happens, you're like, oh, yeah. I get to shine right now, right. you know, and, and really show like what I'm made of. And a lot of the younger people we hire too, they come from, uh, you know, bigger schools and they've interned or they're just coming off an internship at maybe a, a larger market station. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a very small market station. Um, mm-hmm. There's 200 markets in the country and we're near the bottom. Mm-hmm. New York is number one. Anyway, um, I think they come here and they think that it's going to be like back in D 
Detroit or Chicago or something, and it's very mm-hmm. rarely like that. So, right. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a shock to them sometimes. Yeah, but they can. Yeah, it would be a good place probably to get the ex- experience. It is a great place to get, get experience because you do you do everything. Um, mm-hmm. We're in the bit, and then eventually in a bigger market, you'll have more people. It's getting less and less these days because of cutbacks and stuff like that. But there's still, you know, they'll still have a photo photographer that goes and shoots the video for them or with them when they go on the story and um, maybe an editor who edits their, their story. And uh, if they're lucky, that makeup person that puts their makeup on for <laughs> right, them. Right, right. Yeah. Not that I want that, but I, I've, I've been asked, you'd be surprised how many, who does your makeup? Like, uh, me. <laughs> People think we just have a little old lady that just kind of... Yeah, puts the anchor's makeup on, and that's not the case. <laughs> do you have to um, tuck in the tissue around your collar? Do you have to do that? No, no. no. Okay, <laughs> I just does it before he puts his coat on or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do. Sometimes it's pretty quick. It's like, uh, oh my gosh, we got thirty seconds to to get out there. So, mm-hmm. it's a pretty exciting thing to be in the um, the news room or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've, I've only done a few little community spots, you know, just talking, yeah. but it's. It is, it's different, you know, when you get in there and you're like, whoa, I didn't realize there'd be 25 lights that are really bright and hot on me. <laughs> yeah. That's a little weird. And then you got to like, you know, read a teleprompter yeah. <laughs> or something. Which sometimes doesn't work. Oh yeah. And, and then, sometimes and I just feel like I'm going to miss a word or something and then feel like, Hey, can we do that again? And like, <laughs> no, we're live. We got to do it. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, and I know like in, in today's today's day and age i sound really old saying in that this um, day in, today, in today's day and age people are um you know kind of shy from the media right so mm-hmm. we have like these uh the right wing and the left wing and these uh larger uh corporations have like picked left and right but when right. you get down into a market like this i'm assuming you don't have big brother telling you you need to have this opinion on this election right uh, not not no um i mean we are owned by a big company but we don't have them you know breathing down our neck like that and, right. and stuff so mm-hmm. um they just want us to cover you know what's important to our our community and, and stuff like that so and that's so, important too i mean it's 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 really it's tough to be in the news um over these past couple of years it seems like because we've gotten kind of a bad rap and, right um, right mm-hmm. you know we still a lot of us in smaller markets and stuff, you know, we, you know, we have kids, not myself anymore, but, you know, we've got kids that go to school and, you know, we're part of the community and, mm-hmm. you know, we want to be positive people. And, you know, it's, it's, it just comes down to just telling the, telling the truth and, and giving both sides an equal chance to, to tell their story. Um, I don't think we have any hidden agendas or anything like <laughs> right, that. Right, so. right, right. And, you know, um, I think one of the hardest things for me would be, you know, maybe like, for example, like during an election to, you're going to have, regardless of what human you are, you're going to have who you think should win, right? Like mm-hmm. as, as, as yeah. Tim. Right. But as a news anchor, you gotta be, you've got to be like, <laughs> you know, down the middle. And so how yeah. do you... How do you uh, avoid having those biases? Um, you know, I just I just try to be as as fair as possible. And I think that when you look at people and realize that, look at them as 
as people and maybe not say politicians. It makes it a little easier. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, just mm-hmm. treat humans as humans. Exactly. And, yeah. Treat people with respect. Um, you know, I, I think that helps. But you're right. And it's not just elections, too, but there's a lot of issues out there that, you know, may come up in the news. Um, you know, there's there's some hot-button issues. You know, right. like the the masks, the mandates, the, you know... Um, abortion topics and stuff like that, that things that, that I have an, a personal opinion on, but I need to, you know, I can't say those opinions on, on the news. And it also makes it tough for me. I think, uh, I, I, I pretty much, uh, unlike Facebook and the comments and stuff like that, I've got Mm -hmm. family members and friends who are, you know, so much on one side or the other that they're not afraid to, to let those opinions out. And I, yeah. I just kind of keep it, I, you know, my opinions to myself because I don't want to, you know, give that impression. I, I, I try to be fair, I guess. And, yeah. Right. And that, that would actually be kind of difficult too, because, you know, even though you're at 10 o'clock at night, you're done recording or doing anything you're going to do. And so that time is yours. Mm-hmm. You're off the clock, but you can't separate your yeah. personality you, the two personalities. You're, but I've also I've also person. told people, uh, friends and family, that you know, nothing you say on Facebook is going to change that politician's mind, or his vote, or anything like <laughs> right, that. They're not right. waiting for your, you know, post. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny to have you know. If you uh, had that much power, then some hey, politician to come on and you know, Becky, <laughs> she had a really good point. 127 comments down. You guys need to go in there and read this because wait, wait, wait. she changed my mind. Let me read this. Oh my gosh, what a zinger! I've changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Re- yeah. Rewrite that legislation immediately. <laughs> I would say, besides Donald Trump, most politicians probably just don't even read the comments. Yeah. You know, they may share things and do stuff like that, but they're not going to, they're yeah. not getting down into the comments and yeah. reading. Yeah. Fair point. Um, yeah. And then maybe like when you're, when you're doing any kind of investigation, I was just listening to, I can't remember what podcast it was, but they were talking about, uh, it was more than likely Joe Rogan, but <laughs> they were talking about uh, confirmation bias. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like uh, police will have this when they're, yeah, it was definitely Joe Rogan when they're investigating like a murder and with the, the, police officer or the tech detective will come in and they'll be like, oh, well, this is who I think did it, right? And you get this idea as, a, as just a human person. Right. And then they interpret all of the clues, you know, and all of the DNA evidence and all of this stuff under that lens. Like yeah. they think it's this person. And so they'll see like DNA evidence that contradicts it. Well, they'll come up with an idea in their head that twists it yeah. so that it can still be the person they thought it was. And so I'm assuming there's kind of that same thing, right, in the news where you might, you might like, I don't, I don't even know, right? Like, uh, you like baseball, so like, like a pitcher has some controversy, right? Yeah. And you think he didn't do it because you like baseball and he's a good pitcher. Yeah, and right. so, you'll, you know, you might like go yeah. and do that. And so I think that would be a hard thing for me as mm-hmm. well yeah. is like, you know, or maybe you know somebody personally and they just now happen to be in a news thing that you've got yeah. to cover. Right? right. And you're right. like, Oh goodness, this isn't leading the right direction, but mm-hmm. you have to. Yeah. Have you ever been faced with that? Like someone close to you um, that you've had to report on and you're like, "Ugh, I don't want to do this, but this is the job. Yeah. Uh, nothing, I guess nothing real super, um, you know, not like a murder case or anything like that. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's, there's been some things where, you know, we've, you know, had to report on on people that you know we think are like these good upstanding citizens and they end mm-hmm. up you know 
doing something wrong and you mm, know, yeah. we just gotta you know it's I always say it's not personal we you know we're just reporting the facts yeah know? and yeah. That, and that's very important is to report the facts uh, right and so that those are those are like the difficult things but like what's your favorite type of story yeah like what's your favorite thing you're like oh i'm so excited to cover this and i can't <laughs> wait to get back and edit it together yeah and, you know what is that i mean uh, i uh you know i love going out uh to places where um I get to, well, I guess, I guess I'll say my favorite kind of story is, is someone who, who has a good story. That's just a, 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 like a great person with a great story that's maybe overcome something or they've got something that's, they're really worthwhile that, mm-hmm. that they're doing. I, I enjoyed the other day I did this story. I got a Facebook message from a, a woman who follows my page and she said, you got to you should go interview these two kids at CMR because they're uh, doing a every day this week, they're taking their lunch hour and they're um, doing a thing on suicide awareness. And so I said, yeah, that's, that sounds like a great story. And I was really excited to meet those kids. And I think they were excited to, to get on the news and stuff like that. You know, I've interviewed, I've interviewed a lot of famous people, but it's the, just the, the regular people that, you meet especially being part of the community where yeah. you can highlight you know especially high school students you yeah, know yeah. like that that's like kids that's like <laughs> the highlight of their four years in high school right yeah. oh, oh i was i was on the news yeah oh yeah I mean, just so you know like, yeah i would drop that in every conversation you, you know, know hey can i get your number <laughs> i was on the news yes you can have my phone yeah you know <laughs> so, there, i mean there's some stories that uh um I'm not going to lie. When you get to go somewhere and cover something uh, other than, you know, Montana, um, I've been to China a couple times with the governor, and that was a that was a blast. Um, yeah, that sounds cool. And, and then I went with another group uh, that I met through my first trip with the governor, and we also went to China. This was a couple of years later, um, and we went to a more remote rural area i guess of china and so we got to see more of the the real china i guess yeah, yeah. um and just meeting some of the people there and um you know i was worried like oh my god they're gonna say oh you're an american get out of here yeah but they were yeah. actually really friendly um, yeah and just really i think that's the thing you know wherever you go in the world people are people are people <laughs> people are mostly friendly yeah i was gonna say it's it, i'm glad you said that because i've you know i've been a few places as sure. well and it, it's always shocking that yeah. like people yeah. are people yeah yep. and and <laughs> it doesn't matter what uh social media is trying to tell us like mm-hmm. yeah a, a lot of people are just kind of good yeah and welcoming and encouraging yeah. and yeah. friendly yeah all the stuff we see in the movies is just not true that's for entertainment <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. uh... you guys and you guys both served in the military mm-hmm. yeah yep. Yep. well uh i mean i know i, I don't want to sound cliche because you hear this all the time but thank you for your service Yes, sir. I do yes, appreciate sir. that. And yeah. I, 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 it's beginning to, you know, my dad was in the military. He was in World War II. He was a fighter pilot in the Philippines. Mm. And um, I've got a nephew who has been to Afghanistan a few times. And I did a story recently that was really impactful up at uh, Camp Rotary. Uh, there was a group called the Warrior Reunion Foundation where mm-hmm. they bring in these units that have served in Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, and years later, they'll bring them all 
surviving. And sometimes it's like the gold star families too, like family members of guys who maybe were killed and they'll bring them together just for a weekend of, you know, fellowship and stuff. And, um, listening to some of the things that they went through, um, it just gives me a much greater appreciation of what you guys went through and to help us. So thank you. Yeah, actually we just uh, talked about a few of those things on, on the most recent podcast. I guess if you're listening now, it'd be episode 30. Yeah. How did we find ourselves in the yeah, clutches? Yeah. How did our... we get into basic training? <laughs> and we even talked a little bit about like some combat stuff and, and things like that. But yeah, um, I always find it, it's difficult because I think Joe and I, neither one of us, when we, when we signed up for the military, we were like, oh, we're going to, we're doing this for like a super honorable reason. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I know I wanted to, I wanted to support my family Yeah, and the military is kind of like a gain, a, a guaranteed way to do that, yeah. especially without mm-hmm. college, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then you just kind of accidentally get into some of these situations where you're like, Oh, <laughs> all right, here we are, you yeah. know? And so it, it can be difficult sometimes to ex- accept somebody's gratitude but I am appreciative. I am appreciative when, when people do um, express their gratitude. So thank mm-hmm. you. Thank yeah. you, Tim. I, you I appreciate Tim. that. You bet. Yeah. It's, um, I was going to say something about those high schoolers um, and about getting on the news because when I uh, was working for the state, I was uh, helping businesses and helping uh, people get jobs and things like that. But my favorite thing was to go to the high school mm-hmm. um, because I was a victim of all of this um, bad talk about our younger generations. You know, oh, like, oh what's wrong with this younger generation? They don't want to work and they're terrible. <laughs> kids today. And so, yeah, and I went and so my job was to go and do um, mock interviews. Okay. And so they were, I was literally like interrogating them, you know, like, <laughs> let me see this resume. And I'd ask them these questions. And I tell you, we, we have nothing to worry about. I yeah. mean, the younger uh-uh. generation is just, just as, um, just as good as we were, you know, they're, they're funny. We don't yeah. understand. They speak a different language, but so did we, when you yeah. remember, yeah, you exactly. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we listen to the, the bad music and, you know, that doesn't even sound good. You know, we, I, I really don't ever want to come, become that old guy, you no. know? Yeah. Oh, that's and why I, we. When I look at you know previously being a youth pastor, I look at some of the work ethic coming out, and they're, they're saying oh, actually yeah. it has a little bit to do with um, it's kind of our generation's fault, but for um, living our dreams, and yeah, not. like getting in, a, we got in a bunch of debt, and you know we've kind of like ruined the housing market, and and so actually like my kids save better than I do, you know, and mm-hmm. they they just like they'll stick with a job and they'll like. Yeah, they, they. I really think we're we're leaving the country in good hands. I think so too. Don't you, don't they don't the kids of today remind you of like your grandparents? You know the way they almost they're, yeah like they're yeah. very thrifty. Yeah, you know they're thinking about the future. Yeah, yeah, and right. I'm just like, I, man, I'm just living for the day. You know. Yeah, and they're like, no, 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 you've got to think five years in advance, Dad. And I'm like, ah, get your head out of the clouds. <laughs> yeah, buckle down and. Yeah. Yeah, my son. My son's been working the same job since he was a senior in high school, and he's getting ready to have a kid next month. And oh, wow. like, when I was getting ready to have him, <laughs> like, I was nothing close. To, and so that's why I joined the military. I'm like, I'm not responsible enough to be a parent. <laughs> Hopefully, the military will help me with that. And he's like, Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. You yeah, know, him and his wife are doing a good job. Don't good need deal. the military. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. great. <laughs> okay, and so then, then, um, and then. You started this podcast, mm-hmm. and we, we hinted at it a little bit at the beginning, but right. uh, now you've got all this experience um, 
producing and editing and, and all of that. And so, um, yeah, uh, did we did we cover why you started it? Because we talked a little before we started recording, and now I can't remember what we covered. But why why did you start it? I just uh, kind of wanted to, I think, kind of have an outlet to um, to do more longer form interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. think it's the only one in our. It's not the only one in scripts uh, because they do support podcasts, but in our MTN group, uh, I think it's the first one. I don't know if anyone else. I don't think anyone else has done one. So um, it's, you know, and I'm still, uh, there's a, like a thing I can look at to see how many people have downloaded it. And it's, I mean, I'm not in the millions of downloads or even thousands or (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, when I did the Jeff Ament thing, I knew that that would be, that was uh, the the biggest one. Um, And that was really gratifying. Um, But I guess I, you know, I just wanted an outlet to, um, give me another store so, source for, for stories. Cause we take all of our podcasts, um, and we'll promote them on the news. We'll, we do, since we do them on zoom, we can take a clip of that and we can put it on the news and say the latest edition of McGonagall's Chronicles is available for download. We talked to Jeff, I from Pearl jam and, uh, here's what he said. Um, you know, it's more right. detailed than that, but, right. um, so yeah, I guess, uh, I, I want to get better at my interviewing skills. I mean, I'm 55 years old and I, I still want to get better at my photography skills and my <laughs> interviewing skills. And, um, I, I, you know, I don't think I'll probably really ever leave great falls. I'll probably still be here for, you know, till I retire. But, um, as long as I'm here, I want to do the best job I can and be the best I can. So, yeah. Yeah. And so the podcast ends up, I mean, uh, I don't want to lessen it by saying practice, but, but essentially like the secondhand part of it is, Mm -hmm. is getting a little bit of practice in and, uh, and then, yeah, you get a little, um, I know when, uh, um, I, I really like, uh, sharing things, you Mm -hmm. know, but I really don't like writing. Mm -hmm. And so this podcast ends up being a good outlet, right? I kind of feel like I get this like, Oh, I've got to get some stuff off my chest. Who do I tell? And I end up telling everybody I run into, right? But yeah. that just doesn't seem like enough. But then the podcast becomes this way to to kind of get some of that stuff out where right. you just want to want to share um, yeah. um, what you want to what you want to share, whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. And and the thing that you've alluded to is is people's stories. And when Joe and I first started this podcast, we were. <clears throat> We were, we were kind of leaning towards like uh, sharing people's passions and people getting out there and, and mm-hmm. getting it done. Hence the name, Get After It, which is changing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're changing the name here pretty soon. But uh, we'd noticed when we'd interview people, we'd talk a little bit about like their passion, uh-huh. but we were so interested in their stories. Right. Yeah. Right? How did you like, get here to this thing? <laughs> just blossomed right, right yeah. in front of us. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I enjoy hearing mm-hmm. like your, your backstory mm-hmm. and, and, you know, everywhere that you've moved and it's funny like even in your story i I love connecting with people and so the the moose radio station and then also i went to ugf it would have been 2009 okay so i was like right behind you just a couple times in your life and 2009 (laughs) was my first year of college was at uh, ugf I, i went late okay um but uh yeah, my first year was at UGF, and so, I, but I just missed you, right? Like, like you, <laughs> yeah. had, you had left. Uh, We're doing a couple some great things there. I mean, um, they changed the name, obviously, but yeah. uh, University uh, Providence. Yeah, and Providence. I mean, all the 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 building that went on when I was there, it was nothing like that. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. actually, where that that new building is, that used to be my favorite parking lot. And now, <laughs> you know, I used to park right where that yeah. building's at now. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, and then I li- I li- actually lived across the street. And those um, little apartments. Yeah, those uh, like uh, quad okay. apartments over there. I, I lived there while going to University of Great Falls. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just I love hearing people's stories. I love being able to give someone an outlet to share their mm-hmm. story and what they've gone through. And yeah, uh, it's just great. Yeah, it's fun to take. Um, I was thinking that's that would probably be really gratifying for you because um, to do a longer form mm-hmm. because you can scratch the surface and get the meat of the you know the yeah. story that you're trying to get in the little time you get on on the news. Right. But then in a podcast, man, you can sit around and talk for however long you want. Yeah, exactly. Dig into this for three hours and yeah. then really you know um, really try to find out about all the different things that you wanted to find out about that mm-hmm. the things that might have sparked your interest during the interview. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and your your podcast, uh, I. I, I they still don't, they're not as long as ours. You know, they don't go no. a couple hours. You, I mean, you try to keep it's usually them, it about like, a half an hour. I was going to say a half an hour, 40 yeah. minutes kind of And, and part hours. of the reason is uh, we, we then will uh, put the podcast on our streaming TV channel. That's why we do it on Zoom. Part of the mm-hmm. reason we do it on Zoom. So, um, so they, they can see the video portion right. of it too. Right. There's been a few that have gone over a half an hour that we've kind of had to edit for TV. Oh, um, okay. But the idea is to get people to then go to whatever Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and mm-hmm. you know download it and subscribe to it, and yeah, yeah, never look back. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and well, at the same time, getting the Get After It podcast, subscribe to that, and right, then, then you got two in your repertoire. I mean, when you're driving down the highway, you get two podcasts. That's you can right. listen. You can <laughs> just right there. You can get after McGonagall's Chronicles. <laughs> there you go. Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, um, another thing I was a little curious about because you've mentioned your wife a few times. How long have you guys been married? Thirty-three years. And how'd you? How'd you? How did she find you, or you find her? Uh, well, um, so the funny story there is we were both going to Eastern Montana College, and we both took a ski class at Red Lodge Mountain, um, which actually counted for for college credit, and it was the funnest class ever because you'd go take a lesson in the morning. For a couple hours and then the afternoon you could ski and you paid like a hundred bucks to get into the class and they drove you up in a bus and you skied all day this was on a friday so on friday night coming back the guy would always stop at the local convenience store and everybody would go grab their libation of choice mm-hmm. and <laughs> just have a great old time on the bus ride home um, cool. <laughs> greatest class ever um <laughs> anyway uh, i met her in that class and uh She'll, uh, you know, we, we literally ran into each other. I don't think we literally did, but she, you know, she says, we literally ran into each other. And then I joke by saying, and it's been downhill ever since. No, <laughs> <laughs> but that's where we met. Yeah. And so, cool. uh, yeah, she's from Plains, Montana over in the Western part of the state. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a misnomer. <laughs> Plains, Montana. Yeah. Plains. The Plains are in the East. I know. Yeah, yeah, here in Western Montana, there's originally the town was called Wild Horse Plains, but uh, it's it's a great little town. How and have I not heard of Plains? Where's it at? So it's over by uh, Thompson Falls, kind of. It's in Sanders mm. County. Mm-hmm. It's about eighty five miles from Missoula. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to have a restaurant. Uh, oh gosh, what was it called? Um, it was featured on the one of those renovate renovate the restaurant shows or something. I think it might be out of business now, but I know they used to have a restaurant called Benji's restaurant. Um, but, um, yeah, it was a big, big logging town back in the, the day and it's on the Clark Fork river. Beautiful, oh, gotcha. beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. 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 So a fun, fun thing. We had our, uh, 
rehearsal dinner at a place called Quinn's Hot Springs, which is in a town called Paradise, Montana, mm. and best name of a town ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, Especially uh, if it has a hot springs. Yeah. yeah. So, and they just redid this hot springs a couple of years ago. And so we went there. We were going to go for her birthday last year, but that was like right smack in the middle of COVID, and they were still working on renovating it. Um, mm-hmm. So we went for my birthday this year, um, this past year, and oh, it's it's amazing. Um, They've got great food. Um, they've got like seven different pools with, you know, different natural, uh, I don't know, chemicals or not chemicals. but <laughs> Oh, the minerals. The minerals. minerals. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. The, you know, so. Um, yeah, yeah. And they, they, uh, <clears throat> they claim, you know, healing properties exactly. with them. Yeah. I don't know if they, I, I don't I, know if they work or not. But I felt the same, you know. Um, okay. I think the, the one in White Sulphur, um, cause that town's aptly named because mm-hmm. it's a sulfur deposit that right. comes out in the hot springs, but you can go to the, the hot springs there. That's at the hot springs motel or hotel. Yeah. And, uh, you can't wear like your wedding ring or anything in there because the sulfur changes, yeah, kind of changes yeah. the color of it. Whoa. Um, and I, I it, you have to get over the egg smell because yeah. sulfur kind of has mm-hmm. like a farty <laughs> egg smell to yeah. it. Oh, yeah. But it's actually super relaxing, and it's kind of near where I hunt. And so my son and I would, you know, there you go. You yeah. know, we'd go over, and you can take a dip in the pool for like right. five bucks or something. Like yeah. you don't even have to have a hotel room. Yeah. But I think a lot. It seems like a lot of the hot springs around Montana are kind of rent re renovating because mm-hmm. um, they just had a renovation and then there was one up oh i can't remember the name of the hot springs but it was up in i, I lived in glasgow for a couple years okay there's a hot springs up there and they just got done with the renovation and i heard bozeman hot springs did a renovation mm-hmm. and um there's one kind of near livingston that did a renovation chico, chico hot yeah. springs did a renovation and so a lot of them kind of i know Fair, fairmont overwent or underwent a renovation too and that's yeah, I wonder if it's a conglomerate that owns all of them. No, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're all trying to compete with each other. Yeah, that, they probably are. Oh, now that'd be a cool story. Like, what if they were like a cutthroat, you know, <laughs> competition inside like, the hot springs? <clears throat> yeah, like like the wedding chapels down in Vegas. You know how they're all like trying to yeah. <laughs> battle yeah. each other. There's we a, can do a uh, wedding in thirty seconds. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we can do it in fifteen. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think that's the rumor I'll start about uh, the Montana hot springs to all my out of state friends. There that, doesn't that sound fun? Yeah. Oh, you know how the hot springs people hate each other, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful when you get there. If you see some of the other hot springs people at your hot springs, <laughs> yeah. you need to get out. Don't be wearing the competition's t-shirt either. <laughs> That's a no-no. Yeah. Yeah. You get double charged for the room, and they won't even tell you. <laughs> they'll turn up the heat in that hot springs, and it'll be- <laughs> They'll boil you alive. <laughs> but that's a that's a cool thing about Montana. So for the, our listeners that aren't in Montana, there's there's as you can hear several hot springs and they're all natural. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's there's a I remember seeing a website with a, a list of all the hot springs in Montana, and there's some of them that aren't you know commercialized. And right, right. You can just, can just go go, go for a hike. Yeah. and go in this hot spring. Yeah. Out in the mountains. Right. I want to do that. Take my yeah. bear on yeah. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take your pet bear, Ben. I like Ben. Mm-hmm. If I was a park ranger, I would definitely have a pet bear. Yeah. Like, no one would know. I'd just be out there doing my job. And oh, like, they'd know. <laughs> training this bear to be my friend, you know. <laughs> well, and I say that they would know because there's a controversy right now um, mm-hmm. with the Yellowstone wolves. Ah, there is a, a pack of wolves that, that roam through Yellowstone, but mm-hmm. Montana has a legal hunting season for wolves. Okay. And uh, this year so far, three 
out of that pack have been taken yeah. um, during the hunting season. Mm. But there's people that are very familiar with these wolves because they visit in Yellowstone. Um, in Yellowstone, uh, all the animals are acclimated to humans. Okay. And so, like, you can almost pet things. Don't pet yeah. the animals at Yellowstone because there's not stories. That. Yeah, <laughs> there's stories every year of people getting mauled by animals. But yeah. they seem like pets. They are not Ben the bear. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a major made up magical character. But, but so. um, yeah, if your if your bear was in a well known area, people would know. They would know that bear. Yeah. Okay. So no putting a collar on the bear and yeah, yeah, okay. you wouldn't be able to get playing, away with playing it. Fetch with it. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still gonna have my dream though. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> I'm not trying to stop you. I'm just saying, if you're a park ranger, they're gonna catch you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have to do it legally somehow. Hmm. Okay. Maybe I could strong arm some sort of politician. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a good idea, man. <laughs> All right, so you are now strong arm- arming politicians and starting a rumor about all the hot springs in Montana. Okay, yeah. it's uh, going to be a good week for me. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a great. You're going to you're going to be busy. I'm going to be busy. <laughs> Got to figure out how to strong arm a politician. <laughs> oh man, you will do this thing that I want done, or else I will make annoying sounds outside <laughs> of your window. Good sir, <laughs> try me. Now, now you're just reminding me of. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? That's basically where my head went to. Yeah. Like, okay. How do I yeah. make someone do something? Yeah. Uh, annoying noise? Yeah. That's all I got, really. Yeah. No mastermind. <laughs> okay, um, since we're talking about movies, what's your favorite movie? Oh, that's easy. Rocky. Ooh, the original. The original. The that original with the stairs and the music. Oh, yeah. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Best scene in that movie. Adrian. This is like my favorite movie ever. So good choice, by the way. <laughs> yeah. My favorite scene is just after the fight, right? Uh-huh. And he's lost, right. but it's in victory. Spoiler you know? alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He lost in the first one, <clears throat> but he wins. Okay. In the greater scheme of things. In, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so this a very iconic th- scene where he's like, Adrian, and she's like, Rocky. She's like trying to get, <laughs> get through to, the crowd. Get through the yeah. crowd. And before she gets through the crowd, she... <laughs> Her hat's get her hat gets knocked off, <laughs> and they set this up this little foreshadowing thing before that because before the fight he goes, oh, "I really like that hat. It's a beautiful hat." <laughs> and then after he gets done fighting this guy, and it's like the best part, the climax of the movie. She finally gets into the ring and she hugs him, and the first thing he says is, "Oh, what happened to your hat?" <laughs> <laughs> you do a really good Stallone. Yeah, that's oh, a good one. Thank you. I could work. I could do a little better. I'm trying to make fun. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, as I'm watching it's because I've seen it over and over right. I, it, like it catches me I'm like what why would he say that <laughs> is it just trying to show how simple he is I guess I mean yeah yeah who is it's, that? A, it's a great movie and uh, I mean I don't know if my favorite is this is my favorite scene but the mm-hmm. one that sticks out mm-hmm. and maybe stuck out with me was the uh training when he cracks open the eggs and just eats them eat some raw drinks of, a whole of glass course of like eggs. the next day me and my mm-hmm. friends room wait let's try that yeah impossible right <laughs> yeah no i tried I, it too you can't do it <laughs> yeah so i saw i saw a, a reel today of a guy that like took an egg like the whole like the whole thing the shell and everything put it in his mouth chewed it up swallowed it and then drank a glass of like a dozen eggs okay oh. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, because I've never been able to get one raw egg down. It's the texture. It <laughs> yeah, is. It is. It is. It's just like a... It's, and you mentioned Joe Rogan earlier. Do you remember when he 
I think it was him. He hosted a show called Fear Factor. Fear Factor. Mm-hmm. And oh, the, yeah. The cra- I mean, they did some crazy things on there, but the most disgusting one was they had an ostrich egg, which is about the size of a cantaloupe. Yeah. And they cracked it open and put it in this big, like, thing, bucket or something. Mm-hmm. And the challenge was they had to drink that. So imagine that's probably like a dozen eggs. Yeah. In yeah. One, but it was just disgusting. And I think someone did it, but I was like, oh man, that's that, that show. <laughs> oh man, that show. I, I couldn't, cause it like arachnophobia. You yeah. couldn't get through the show if you had that. Yeah. Uh, I also, I'm not a fan of heights. There's a lot of things oh, with yeah. heights on that, you know, yeah. tight roping or <laughs> cliff jumping or, you know, yeah. whatever. Like I'm just, yeah. Yeah. That show, that show was crazy. Yeah. I thought it was good. I heard him talking about it one time. Um, and he was saying about how uh, he would always do his taping down on Skid Row because that's where you, that's where you could do a lot of cheap taping down in L.A. Okay. And all the people from around the country would always just be shocked, like you know, because they would just they get to watch homeless people do drugs in front of them, oh. and they're like, "Oh, I, are they doing drugs right there?" And they're like, um, "Yeah, welcome to L.A. Sorry, oh, <laughs> is anyone gonna call the cops?" No, they know that they're doing it down here. <laughs> yeah, like Skid Row, like they just, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like their own neighborhood. Yeah, I almost, oh, what is the movie with the violin? I think it's called like The Violinist or something with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, and yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And Jamie Foxx lives on Skid Row, mm-hmm. but he can like play the violin like... Nobody's business. Yeah, like nobody's business. Okay. And so Robert Downey Jr. kind of takes one under his wing. And so I saw this movie and it's, it's if I remember right, it's based on a true story. And I see Skid Row and this is the first time I've ever known about it and so after i see the movie i'm like have you heard of skid row and everybody's like yes i'm like oh well i haven't heard of this uh-huh. i was a youth pastor at the time i'm like i want to take a bunch of youth kids down there oh and everybody was like um mm-hmm. no yeah, it's gotten worse. <laughs> you, it's you like... cannot do that you know and it's just tent city and mm-hmm. i mean it, actually there's lots of places down the country that are very similar to that uh, seattle and portland and yeah. things like that it's it's becoming yeah yeah, I feel like they could have put um, many clips of that on Fear Factor. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, oof. yeah, yeah. There was a band called Skid Row. Oh yeah, you that's right, Sebastian Bach. Sebastian Bach. He was the front man. <laughs> that's right. Okay. I did not know of this. Yeah, I'm not so familiar with the music, but I had. They had with the, uh, the, the song I remember is "I Remember You." It was kind of a ballad. Um, and I didn't listen to much of their other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I. We'll throw in stupid trivia like that every once in a while. We yeah. need it. Yeah. We need it. You know, I was talking about the useless information about the Skid Row stuff. Sent us on a weird tangent. My my apologies. Oh, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. That's that's what that's what this podcast is all about. Okay. It's all about it. Okay, good. Because I mean, we don't have a Skid Row here in Great Falls, but um... no. But what I've what I've noticed actually, um, and this isn't trying to make any controversy or anything. We have the the rescue mission. I'm going to their banquet tomorrow. Oh yeah. Um, they have a banquet tomorrow at the Heritage Inn. And uh, because our rescue mission here in town is doing such an amazing job, I have noticed an uptick in homeless people, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. mainly because we do such a good job of, of caring for them here in it's, town. Um, and we, yeah, we don't have any tent cities and we don't have anything like that. But um, Well, the Cameron Center is an amazing place. And I say mm-hmm. my, my daughter worked there for three years. Um, she was the... Uh, volunteer coordinator and then she was the 
she worked in developments and was in charge of their social media. And now she works for Alluvian. She just got a new job at Alluvian. So, mm. But uh, she's, she'll we'll probably see her at the, at the banquet. I can't go because I have to work. But uh, I, and uh, simply by working, <laughs> by being her father, um, I was often volunteering voluntold to, mm-hmm. to do things uh, for the rescue mission, but it's, it's an amazing organization. So. Oh yeah. They do a, a really good job. Uh, Jim McCormick, right? Jim McCormick is Jim the director. McCormick. Yeah. Um, we've got to get him on the podcast, I think. Oh yeah. That'd, that'd Let's be a do good it. person to get yeah. on. I that'd be cool to uh, talk about that sort of stuff. Cause while we don't have a skid row, we do have a, you know, our problems and be, I don't know. It's not like we're trying to be this uh, super serious podcast, but we like to talk about the issues that affect us, especially yeah. locally. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's he's he took over for Jim Kaiser Kaiser, mm-hmm. and Jim Kaiser was a was a great guy, and he had to kind of step down. He had uh, his wife had some health issues, and mm-hmm. Joe, their son Joe, is one of he's one of my he's one of he's my good great. friends. Man, I love he that is, kid. He is just amazing. <laughs> he is amazing, and uh, yeah, he probably actually Joe, if you're listening, hey buddy, how you doing? Because <laughs> he he follows everything I do. Yeah, um, he, good. Yeah, he's he's a great guy, but but Jim. Jim McCormick, man, he's uh, he's pretty fantastic, and so yeah, it'd be it'd be good. He'd be uh, a good personality to have on as well. Mm-hmm. well uh, I'm glad we were talking about Joe Rogan and Skid Row. Then that's yeah. going to lead us to good that's guest right. ideas. Yeah, okay, yeah, and, and Rocky, then, yeah. Well, Rocky also, Balboa. Yes. Yeah. It all, start, it all started with Rocky. That's how because when he, eggs, yeah, <laughs> eggs. That, that was a good trail. <laughs> man, we got to have like a. Hold on, hold on. I know where it's at. You, you can. Oh no. Oh no. Wrong way. Yeah. I love right here. So much. Yeah, that was such oh, a good yeah. trail. Such a good that was fantastic. I do love everything about that movie, though. Yeah, the way he like he's trying to hit on her, and she's working on at the pet store. <laughs> right. he, he's like he has all these like he goes the 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 little turtles cuff and link. <laughs> yes. he buys the turtles cuff and link, and the dog, his dog, was it Butkus? Butkus, yeah. hey, Butkus. <laughs> I fe- I feel in that movie, and I haven't watched it in a while. You guys are more. Um, up to date with it than I am, but I feel mm-hmm. in that movie they did, they had an idea of what they wanted, and then they kind of had to change it because mm-hmm. Stallone, right? But I think he actually helped, if not that one, with the, the the ones that came in the future, he helped like produce and write and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, but like, they kind of cut down the dialogue. They, they seem to make the dialogue. That's what I've, it kind of sticks out to me in the movie when you're watching uh-huh. it. It's like, oh, he just has a couple sentences at a time. Yeah. He's not monologuing here. It's based on uh, Chuck Wepner is the uh, fighter that it's based on, who was uh-huh. a heavyweight fighter who I think he got one big shot. At, I think he may, he may have fought Ali and obviously didn't win. Yeah, but, I don't uh, think anybody did. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I mean, I liked... I liked Rocky Three because of Mr. T. Uh, Pity the fool. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That, that was, was a really good one. Good one. And I kind of like number four uh, with the big Russian guy. Oh yes. Okay, so that's guys. the one that sticks out in my mind the most because <laughs> yeah. that was the one with Apollo Creed and and uh, yeah. and spoiler alert. Throw in the towel. Throw in the damn towel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what do you think of the? There's been two remakes oh, the, recently what with do you think? Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, yeah, Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Creed. I've liked those. Yeah. yeah. There's two of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think they might be working on a third. Mm-hmm. I thought I heard something about that, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Rocky Two or Rocky Five, or I think they even made a six, and I think they just called it Balboa. Oh yeah, um, Five was terrible. He was like seventy, and he comes back to fight. And... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit you with my 
Walker. It's <laughs> not cool, man. Take this Metamucil. Yeah. <laughs> like, haven't we established that this man has brain damage? I mean, shouldn't we? <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Can't remember Adrian's name anymore. <laughs> Yo. Uh, pa- Patricia. That's not my name. That's not my name. <laughs> but where's your hat, though? That was a beautiful hat. <laughs> that is a good that's a good one. <laughs> I don't know why that it just tickles my funny bone when I see it. I'm like, this is just so out of place. Why? <laughs> okay, and you you mentioned a daughter. Is that your only child? Uh, no, I have a daughter. Her name's Molly, and uh, then I have a son named Evan, who works in uh, Bozeman. He was going to school over there, but I don't think school was really for him. So he decided to just continue to live in the most expensive city in Montana. Mm-hmm. Well, and not the greatest wage that he's making. <laughs> yeah. And so when you you said you you bought a house in Belgrade, Belgrade's where I graduated high school. Oh, okay. And Panthers. I I wished, yeah, Belgrade <laughs> Panthers. And I wished that uh, nobody in my family ever sold any of their homes back in the oh. '90s when I lived there. Mm. And so when you're saying '94, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, this was actually '97. '97. So, yeah. That was. Oh, and so this will age us here, but that was my freshman year of oh, high wow. school. It was '97. And uh, and so I was a Belgrade Panther at that time. But I, I just thought, you're like, I sold my house. I'm like, ooh, I bet you wish you wouldn't have done that now. Uh, yeah, if I, could, <laughs> yeah, if I had it to do over again, I'd probably, yeah. Like, <laughs> like rent it out or something. Make <laughs> yeah. it work because it's it's probably worth 11 times more oh, than geez. it was then. We bought our first house when we were in New Mexico, and it was only $40,000. And <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it was a nice house. I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the real estate. And then when we went to Bozeman and we saw houses for like 150,000, we were like, Oh my goodness, we'll never be able to afford that. And you find one at that price today. That's you won't find, you won't, <laughs> there, there is not a single house yeah. for 150,000 in Bozeman. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And my daughter, when she went to college there, she lived, uh, with four other girls, I think, and they rented a house couple of blocks from the college and one of the houses in the neighborhood next to him was and this was what six years ago it was uh for sale and we looked it up and it was like 400 and some thousand and it was just a small like and it was like if this is anything like the house my daughter's living in that multiple college kids have lived in and trashed over the year. And it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so, and, and the prices have gone up even more. Since yeah. Then. I have, uh, I had a coworker lived in Bozeman and they bought their house for 350, 380 or something like that. And just in the time I knew her for about a year, mm-hmm. uh, her house is now worth over a million. Yeah. Oh, man. And, <laughs> and so like, um, I had, I had looked at a job in Bozeman a while ago Yeah. and they're like, Oh, this is the salary. And it was less than I was making here in great falls. And uh, I was like, how are you bringing anyone in for that salary? <laughs> yeah. um, I kind of have to end the interview now because yeah. there's there's no way I can move within an hour and a half of Bozeman and be able to like yeah. live. Yeah. And it's it's pretty expensive. Yeah. And so, um, Evan, yeah. I hear you, okay? <laughs> College wasn't for me either. Yeah. Bozeman's fun. <laughs> All right. Um, I hear you. And uh, yeah, I, re- I relate, man. <laughs> Try to, would, buy, try to buy a piece of land if you can. Just yeah, there you go. put a little yeah. trailer on it for now. We'll, we'll yeah. build something later. Yeah, it, just get a shed. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. One of those, one of those uh, Montana shed centers. Yeah, sheds. Mm-hmm. Tough just, shed. Yeah. 
live in a shed down by the river, but it's worth a million for some reason. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, and that was the other thing. The rivers around there, I used to fish the Gallatin, and mm-hmm. you could just pull up to any bridge and yeah. just, as a high schooler, I could just fish yeah. to my heart's content. And I went back for my son's wedding. Uh, yeah, it was August last year. And you you couldn't park even like within a mile of a bridge. Yeah. There were so many vehicles there. and Yeah. Man, it just things things change. Yeah, that's another old person thing to say. <laughs> I remember back in the day when Belgrade didn't have any stoplights. That's a <laughs> common thing. Back in my day, we could fish off of any bridge. <laughs> we could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that you said it in that voice. Thank you, thank you. Oh, that makes me feel bad. Yeah, but you could. You yeah, could. Could. <laughs> it's the truth. You could. You really could. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Evan and Molly, and I'm going to see Molly tomorrow. Yeah, because uh, she worked at the the rescue mission. I bet I've met Molly because I've, I've done have. I've done quite a few things over there. And for anybody listening, if you ever want to, I don't know how they're doing it with COVID right now because I, uh, I I tried to volunteer and then COVID happened, and so mm-hmm. we didn't we weren't able to do that. But they always need people to serve food. They do you know three meals a day. Yeah. Uh, they need they need help doing that, and so they they take volunteers and. It's pretty simple. You just take a picture of yourself and email it in, and and uh, and they let you come in, and you'd get a little little name badge, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can actually help the community a little bit by by taking care of those that yeah. are down and out, and some of these people just need. I don't. I don't know. You. I don't think it's fair to to try to judge any of them. Right. Um, I think there's there's many of us that are one mistake away mm-hmm. from losing everything. Yeah. And even if we've lost everything three times, and it, even if it was our fault, I know you would want that fourth or fifth chance mm-hmm. and somebody to believe in you. And sometimes that's all it takes is someone to serve you macaroni and cheese yeah. or whatever they're serving you and, and do it with a smile and know that, that somebody cares. And so, yeah, go down there and, and help out. That's my plug for today. Yeah. Yeah. Do I it. know there's a lot of people that have... have uh, been you know lived there at the rescue mission and they're now coming back and they volunteer and stuff and they help because they they know what it's like right right Mm -hmm. yeah they have the the men's shelter and the women's shelter and they they uh man they do such a great job and yeah i've actually met people you know through the church or whatever that i mean they own their own home now Mm -hmm. and years ago they were (laughs) they were homeless living at the rescue mission yeah and without a bunk bed to sleep on and somebody to help and get ready for an interview, Joe, you've done that before. Mm-hmm. Without that, you know, you just kind of end up staying on the street. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Play another. <laughs> in- inappropriate laugh, girl. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I like when she comes in at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. That was at least she's happy. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's happy. <laughs> okay, is there anything else that you you kind of wish we'd ask you about, Tim? Uh, boy, what did we miss? Uh, well, we mentioned uh, Butkus from uh, Rocky. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you my Dick Butkus story. Oh, let's hear it. A, <laughs> this was one of my fun. When I worked in Bozeman doing sports, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with a guy by the name of Jan Stenerud. He played for the Minnesota Vikings. He played for the Chiefs. He's in the Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame. His story was he was uh, going to MSU on a like a ski scholarship, but he's from Norway and was out kicking the soccer ball one day because that's what Norwegians are 
famous for, and the football coaches saw him and they said, man, you got a great leg. And so they invited him to trial for the team and he became Montana state's kicker. And lo and behold, he gets drafted by the Kansas city chiefs and, um, goes to the hall of fame, won a super bowl with him. And I think he played for the Vikings a little bit later too. But anyway, he would come back or he would, he would put on a golf tournament every year and he would being Jan Stenerud and having the big name, he could bring in all these famous sports guys, famous football players and, uh, celebrities, Bob Costas, Brent Musburger and guys like that. And, um, one year he brought in Dick Butkus and Dick Butkus was the the main guy at that time. And I wanted to interview Dick Butkus. And the only time I could really get to him was the night before the tournament. And he was in the Riverside Country Club, I think it was. And he was sitting way in the back. And so I went to the sports information director at MSU and I said, can I get Dick Butkus to interview? And he says, well, you're going to have to go ask him. I was like, really? (laughs) So I start making my way back there and there's a bunch of people this is when smoking was still legal inside yeah. places yeah. like that. And uh, all these big old ex-jocks and football players and stuff like that. And Dick Butkus is sitting on the way back telling stories. And I go up to him and I'm like, yeah, Mr. Butkus, uh, Tim McGonigal, KCTZ. And he's like smoking a big old cigar. And I said, I- I'd love to be able to do an interview with you. And he kind of turns and he says, right now? And I said, well, if I could, I'm on a deadline. Okay. And so we walk outside and I was so like intimidated by the guy, but he was the nicest guy. And I, I, I asked him a couple of and I just couldn't get him to shut up. And <laughs> he, he just talked and talked and talked and shook my hand. And, uh, and it was, it was great. So that was my Dick Butkus story. Cool. Um, <laughs> okay. So you mentioned Riverside country club, my, yeah. um, and so it made me think from, from when you were in Bozeman, um, my grandparents took me to Riverside Country Club. They have memberships oh, there, sure. and it's you know it's a really nice golf course, oh, and you know just like any country club. And we go and eat there. But it made me think. You probably my the reason they could afford that is they um, they had the uh, restaurant in the Bozeman Airport. Okay, um, they own that, and then also a staple that used to be in Bozeman around that time was Donna Marie's. Um, family restaurant and it was down there kind of towards the hospital okay um, on main street you get out out of town just a little bit it was down there i remember that i don't know if i ever ate there but um. it was more of a you have to be like over 50 you know to to eat there you know um, 25 25 cent coffee (laughs) okay Ah. like a senior discount was just kind of the price you know (laughs) but home cooking and stuff like that and then uh as Bozeman started to grow that kind of restaurant wasn't really what people wanted and so they can just kind of eventually went out of business but well i think donna marie's if i remember that might have been like right next to our uh Oh, our tv station it was it was like almost like the same parking lot yeah okay yeah yeah (laughs) Oh, I'm just now remembering. Yes, it was right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow. And and the the cemetery was just pretty okay. close to there too. Yeah. And that's where my mom's buried is oh. in that cemetery. Not to make this a somber moment. That's just where that's where she's at. So that whole area of Bozeman right there kind of yeah. sticks out in my brain. Whoa, there's a lot of connection there. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Good old Bozeman. And now it's just unrecognizable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day. No. <laughs> Back in my day. My you, day. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you ever? Oh. So what What year did you leave there? Uh, we left in 97. I think it was September of 97. 
And do you do you ever remember hearing a story of um, this uh, high school kid that uh, took his grandpa's cop car? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was that was oh, it was either ninety six or ninety seven that uh, somebody I know did that. Oh. Um, when oh. they were when they were thirteen, they took their grandpa's undercover cop car and oh, were wow. dragging the strip. It was me. What? The? <laughs> it was my my grandpa's cop car. Oh, God. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. I don't know if I remember that one, but I do know that uh, Jesse Slaughter was going to Bozeman High when I was living there, because mm-hmm. his dad was a Gallatin County Sheriff at the time. Yeah, and, and so was my grandpa. Yeah. Okay, uh, Don Houghton. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So, see all these connections. Yeah. So many. Small town Montana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. I moved here from Washington, so I'm not going to have any <laughs> stories. <I'll> just... <laughs> well, and that's how I was feeling when you when you guys were talking about. Um, I was going to say Rambo. Um, oh yeah, uh, Rocky. Rocky. Wow, yeah. Rambo's could, a good Rocky. movie too. Yeah, Rambo's good too. But <laughs> the uh, first one. When you guys were talking about Rocky, I'm like, man, I've only seen the movie a couple times, and it seems mm-hmm. like you guys have seen it more than a couple. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the one I put on. Like just. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I'm like I'm just I'm different. I'm I, like all the new Avenger movies, like I'm just a sucker. So I just <laughs> like last night watched the if you don't know, Black Widow, you can now watch oh, watch okay. on Disney Plus if you have okay. Disney really? Plus. I do. Yeah. Yeah, and so I just watched that last night. And so I'm just kind of a sucker for yeah. for those guys. But then I do watch some of the older older movies when I think about it. If it if it like will suggest it and I'm like, "Ooh, ooh, I'm in the mood for that." Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Roadhouse. Have you ever seen that one? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a great movie. Roadhouse. <laughs> Actually, just totally from, fam- from Family Guy, I, <laughs> I really know the movie Roadhouse because they had a whole show about it. Yeah, with Patrick movie, Patrick Swayze, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like just punching people. Yeah, <laughs> he's the toughest bouncer in the bar or whatever. That's right. <laughs> and and Peter uh, Griffin. He he pretends that he's Roadhouse, and so he Roundhouse kicks everything. Yeah, Roadhouse, Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I I want to make sure that people know where to find you, but first I want to ask, uh, since we did go down this whole train of of movies, right? When you're watching a movie, mm-hmm. are you uh, are you the silent type, right? Like I don't want anybody. You know, talking during the movie. I need to enjoy this. Yeah, I think I am. I and do. is your mm-hmm. wife the non-silent type? Uh, well, she's the non-silent when we're watching a movie that I like, and uh, she's the <laughs> silent type when we're watching a movie that she likes. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. right. Okay, because so, I just noticed we, that, we have that, very different uh, different tastes, but occasionally we'll agree on either a series or a uh, like Ted Lasso. We started watching that together, and mm. now we can't wait until the next episode's out. And um, yeah. So yeah. So my wife and I have different tastes too. And when you have a multiple, multiple, yeah. I said that word really weird. <laughs> multiple TV house. Yeah. Like we just end up watching what we want to watch. Yeah. And it's it's sad. You should find stuff together. The Mentalist. We could watch The Mentalist together. My wife is the biggest Mentalist fan oh. on the face of the earth. She's oh. obsessed with this. Have you seen Baker the show, guy. Joe? I haven't seen it. Oh my goodness! You got to binge. You, you <laughs> okay. just got to binge the whole thing because well, it is it is great. the The idea behind it is he used to um, be. The main character, and I can't remember his, you know, in real life name. Simon Baker. Oh, there you go. I hear it every day. Okay. Why do you hear it every day? Because my wife is obsessed. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> She's got his picture on her phone. I'm like, why is it my picture on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So, so Simon Baker, he used to be 
one of the the like showmen that would like tell you your future and yeah. you know talk to the other side and then okay. he ends up losing his wife because he's saying that he knows this killer Red Dawn was his name yeah. and, and he knew this guy and, and and so Red Dawn ends up killing his family and so the show is about him kind of pursuing this guy while teaming up with um, you know detectives and yeah. they're solving all these things but it but it's very um, it's very like human, like to when he is deciphering yeah. the situations and like he can walk into a room and there's sometimes where it's just like the very beginning of the show when like the, the cold opens, right? And they, they open up the show. He'll solve one really quick because he just walks in and he's like, ask, I'm going to ask a few questions and then he, he just <laughs> figures it out really quick and then that's not even what the show is about. Like he's yeah. just, you know, solved a murder or a robbery or something like that. Anyway, it's a lot of fun kind of funny and and yeah you gotta, he's so you gotta cool check i mean out. he's just really cool too he's okay like, oh yeah, yeah yeah he's just a he's a cool cat <laughs> trying to sound as old as possible i guess on this podcast he's a, he's a cool cat <laughs> um okay so we know that people can come they're, they're gonna check the show notes and they're gonna find uh mcgonagall's chronicles right uh, we'll we'll put it in there Thank and you. we're also gonna put um hold on hold on i got all of this ready on my phone so i just want to make sure i get it right they can find you on facebook yeah um, I have I have my per personal Facebook and then I have a professional, which I just renamed to McGonagall's Chronicles. Okay, um, so you, they can go to either one of those. I'll put yeah. those in the show notes as well. Yeah, and one thing I do on those too, which is kind of interesting, and I'll do one with you guys. I do this thing called the friendly face of the day. Oh yeah, Joe was telling me about I that. I take a picture with someone yeah. that I meet. Usually it's at a restaurant and it's the waitress or something. <laughs> but no, just interesting people that I meet, people that I do stories with, and. Mm -hmm. um, take pictures of them and it's kind of a positive, positive thing. So yeah, do you do the do same it. thing on Instagram? I do it on Instagram too. Yeah. Do you have the, but is it just the one page? Cause I'm seeing Tim dot McConnell. Uh, there might be, uh, hmm, let's see. Let me see. Well, that's definitely you. Yeah, that's, that's me. Okay. Yeah, and so that'll be linked in the show notes as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, your, your Instagram, Facebook, both profiles mm -hmm. on Facebook. Those will, those will be in, um, but is there anywhere else you want people to, you know, to go to, you know, check out your podcast? What time can they watch you on TV? Uh, 5.30 and 10, Monday through Friday. Are both those live? Uh, 5.30 is live. Sometimes the 10 is um, pre-recorded. Sometimes it's live. Oh, and it just, it, but it, but regardless, like it's going to feel live yeah, e yeah. either time they're watching it. Yeah, gotcha. So. Okay. And so 53010, what channel? Uh, channel, so it's KRTV. Um, I'm not sure if, if you got cable. I think that's 11, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And then. Um, or 511 for the digital. I was going to say, platform. I think it's it's five dot something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's channel three if you don't have cable. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. Anything else, Joe? I think we've covered it all. Any bows you want to tie on anything? <sighs> no bows. You know, we can just pack this one up. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, for, for all of our listeners, we appreciate your time. Um, it's the biggest investment you can make. And so thank you for spending however long you've just spent with us. Hold on. Thank you. Almost two hours. Holy smokes. Wow. This has just smoked by. Yeah. And so uh, we appreciate your, your investment of time with us. As we always say, sharing is caring. The biggest favor you can do for us if you're liking the podcast is to direct message somebody and, and share it with them. 
the, the second is the biggest ask we can have, and that's go to Apple iTunes and leave us a review. I've been keeping my eye really close so we can give shout outs, but we've only been able to give one to Mike L406 for giving us a review. And then we got the one star review after that. And yeah. we don't even know who that was. Yeah, so but we thank you for the one star <laughs> review. Any reviews you give, they're going to help us uh, move up in the, the algorithm. That's right. Of Every, things. Everyone else that didn't even give us a review is like giving us a zero star. So like that yeah, one, that one star, star is even better. It feels better than zero. Yeah. And so, so. we know it's asking a lot, but just uh, if you can take 37 seconds out of your life and go over to that Apple podcast and leave us a review, write a little note for us. We'll read it on, on air. I think we're still doing the toot your own horn thing. So if you're if you're doing anything that you want us to to tell everybody about, uh, just tag us on Instagram yeah. or Facebook, and and we'll give you a shout out on the show as well. It's been it's been a great episode. Episode thirty two is in the books. In the books, All felt right. good too, didn't it? It feels good. It feels great. Thanks feels for great. coming. That was thank, great. Thank you to uh, Mr. Montana and Mrs. Montana for providing the mm-hmm. vault. We appreciate this uh, great place to sit down and be comfortable and record. If you're creative, check it out. I've been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll We'll see see you next show. show.